You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA here with Alyssa Sanchez and all her listeners. Yes, my army. Yes, and Micah Kilpatrick still glowing from behind the glass from the incredible comeback, Kim Kardashian style, of the Denver Broncos. (laughs) Yes. I don't get what Kim Kardashian style means. Are you calling the Broncos butts very big? Yeah, that's what's happening. Just <laughs> big and fake and troll like. Oh, oh my sure. god, Micah! I was just watching the Kardashians before I came on this. I was. I was just watching the TV Kardashians. I mean, I have... what a! If you hate fascist societies, boy, you will hate the Kardashians. I yep <laughs> have never once judged you, Alyssa, until what? this moment. Why? I judge you all the time. You're oh, I'm than the Kardashians. I'm not. Who cares? We're all on the same rock. Whatever. They're li- nobody is perfect. I, I'm a Kardashian sympathizer. Like I don't think they're good. I don't think they're role models. But I don't. I think. Who cares what they do? It's not that big of a deal. It's entertaining TV. It's judgment. I mean, ah, my guilty fair. pleasure show is <laughs> Impractical Jokers. That is a great. Uh, it was a great show, and then Joe left, and it went downhill. Yeah, fast. Joe's a pretty darn. Good now it's character. just the impractical curse. <laughs> wow, that was oh, pretty darn good. Oh, that's the best pun I've heard in a very long time, <laughs> Alyssa. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know what? Up. I'm going to spend this entire episode not criticizing it. Nice. I'm going to say it. a bunch Who of stuff. Who texted me in the middle of the show? I don't know. Ooh, probably don't somebody, know. The, the pun police, saying that was the best pun they've heard in a while. Yes, thank you. This is good for my Good ego. job, Alyssa. Thank you. That everyone. was. I think we could end the show now. I think so, <laughs> The too. show's satisfied. Yes. Our All listeners right, are pleased. All right, time to play the, uh, some outro music. <laughs> yeah. Here yeah. we go. Show's oh, over. Gosh. It's not going to get any better than that, folks. It's not. Well, tune in next week to an all-new... <laughs> Oi. Oi. Well, the leaves are changing. That's so true. It's beautiful. It just keeps going and going. Oh, I don't like it. Uh, you're like not a fall. I'm. Dude. I usually am, but I'm just not feeling it this year. What? You want more summer? I do. Or you want straight into winter? No, I do not want straight into winter. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. I just this fall feels different. It does. Off. Oh well. It's happening whether we like it or not. So I know that's the. I'll just keep embracing the seventy degree weather that we have because that's lovely. And oh, it is. The nice uh, chill nights. Chilly Although nights. I, so I've talked a lot about my cats, obviously, <laughs> and I've been rest, working on this outdoor cat that I have. Uh, he lives under my porch, and his name's Midnight. And I've been getting really worried because it's going to be cold soon, and it's starting to already get cold. We had a rainstorm last night, and I, I can't have three cats. Two cats is enough. Within a past year, I've acquired two street animals. I don't think three is. 
Smart. Rosie said that about you when you started living together, didn't she? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, Rosie did. But I found somebody just the other day to take Midnight in. That's great. Midnight's a black cat, just like yours. So I know. Very exciting. Not the... Not the black cat Midnight from Wiley Roots, which is their mascot. Is it? It is. It's I didn't the even know. Friendliest, floofiest cat you'll ever see. Maybe they're related because they have the same name. I think that's just a a. Yep. Do you give your cats middle names? Um. Well, all their last names are Kenny. For, right. Just because, but they all have two names. So Boba Pet. Oh. Boba Pet Kenny. I mean, uh-huh. that just sounds weird, but yeah. And there's Pip and Squeak. Oh, and then Bert and Guster. That's beautiful. That's my cats all have middle names as well. So that's Oatmeal Zoe, and the cat's middle last names are Glanches, which is me and my roommate's mm. last names combined. And then Sophie, my little five pound cat's name is Sophie Godzilla Renesmee Glanches. Wow. Is that because she's a domestic terrorist? It's because the only way I could convince Rosie to get another cat was to let them name the cat Godzilla. But then Sophie showed up, and I didn't like that. So Sophie Godzilla, middle name. Compromise. Hmm. So Rosie really likes Godzilla? Loves Godzilla, genuinely. How did I not know this about her? I don't know. I grew up watching the old Godzilla movies where all the Japanese was dubbed over in English just incredibly Really? Poorly. Rosie Those loves the Godzilla. Ones. The ones with, like, Mothra. That's the mm, one I remember the most. Mm-hmm. The Mothra and the one from, like, the planet that they somehow discovered behind Jupiter. Ah, Uranus? That no, was, the, was, it, I think they called it Planet X. <laughs> I mean, that was a good try. It, yeah. is, behi- it's, yeah. it is behind Jupiter. It's true. I mean, yeah, but but no, <laughs> I, I'm talking way. about the movie. I'm not talking about real science. Ah, yes. And then I think I mean, aliens came down and they sent their their three-headed monster after us. G- I haven't Ghidorah. seen that movie in 20-plus years. Ghidorah. Well, Closer to 30. Ghidorah. <laughs> Ghidorah, everyone. It was uh, anyway. I loved Godzilla growing up, hmm. and I tolerate the newer movies that were made. There's, yeah. they're just not good. I didn't. I kind of liked Godzilla versus Kong, but mm-hmm. King Kong was good. King Kong Godzilla was a great movie. Kong was terrible. Skull Island. It was. It was not great. It was okay as far as two big alphas going at it and then realizing maybe we should just have me live in the holy earth, and then Godzilla can reign above. But what did I just uh, – we talked about it on the Nerd Show a couple months ago, Micah. There is some movie that will be teaming up with King Kong and Godzilla. It's really bad. I mean I, I have no – I don't remember. Um, well, we'll go back on the Nerd Show and find out what that is. But it is a, a horrible – G.I. Joe. A oh. G.I. Joe and a King of the Monsters crossover type of thing. Oh, this is going to be a movie. This is going to be a flop. I, can I mean, guarantee you that. What did they do? Did they roll the dice on what used to be popular for Saturday morning cartoons? And, you know, here's number two is Godzilla. Number six is G.I. Joe. And then everything in between. They roll the dice as a two and six. Said, OK, we're doing this crossover. Yeah. That's probably exactly what happened. I'm thinking that that makes the most sense to me. Me too. Beyond can the writers him. go back on strike so we can, <laughs> you know, not have some of these movies? I, Maybe. If only, Micah. They might. See, I loved Transformers, like the cartoon. Robots in disguise. Yes. I had and a then lot Digimon. of high hopes for the Transformers movies. Yeah. But I think of all the people they put to direct them, yeah. Michael Bay wasn't the best. That's fair. He's got his niche. He's got his, his 
market, which is just having his actors yell and scream a lot and mm-hmm. um, explosions, explosions and cameras turning around people and really dumb humor. And I don't know why he made Pearl Harbor. I, I just that if he makes a 9-11 movie, I'm I'm going to be so mad. I think Pearl Harbor. I mean, I love World War Two and Civil War history. And Pearl Harbor was offensive. I mean, I won't say offensive. Don't you're putting words in my mouth, Micah. Um, Inaccurate, poorly in told. Mm. There's no way on God's green earth that two pilots, one would have gone over to fight in Europe and then come back and been back to Pearl Harbor to witness Pearl Harbor then to be selected to take B-25s on the Doolittle raid. I mean, there's no, 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 that doesn't make sense. Fighter pilots aren't bomber pilots. Um, I don't know why everything has to have some kind of romantic appeal to it. If we look back at the greatest trilogy of all time, which I have branded yep. on my right ankle, the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Yes, there is no, uh, there's no romance there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, you know, love story. Um, there's no excessive. There's some violence. love story in that. It's, it's just not very much. It's subtle. It, it doesn't. It, it enhances the story in in a way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from the story at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no excessive violence. There's no excessive language or any language that could be offensive. Um, it's a darn good trilogy. Why does everything, when people go to the drawing table, why can't they just tell a story, uh, especially one that's happened, and you could go back and, and cross, these people didn't exist, these stories didn't exist. Yeah, some of them, you know, are are accurate. There were U.S. pilots who went over to fight for Britain because they were fighter pilots. They wanted, they, you know, wanted to fight, they wanted to give their skills to, to you know, an air force that was getting pounded by the Luftwaffe. Um, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, Pearl Harbor happened. That's accurate. But those people would not have been on the B-25 and had to learn how to fly a bomber um, mm. and gone off to the Pacific. It's just I, I uh, poor writing. Thanks, Michael. You got me on a tangent now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, if, if one person is going to revise history. Uh-huh. And I don't remind him revising history because these movies are entertaining. Quentin Tarantino. He he's revis, revised so much history in his movies, but guess what? Those movies are a lot of fun. So uh, you're welcome to do so. That's fair. Make a nine like it's going to offend everybody, but make a nine eleven movie where some guy, you know, or- throws a rock at the planes and hits the terrorist, and somehow it's a, a happy ending or whatever. I don't care. Quentin Tarantino is a great director and a great writer. Nope, I don't think that's. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I I think that a 9-11 movie kind of celebrating heroes has already been made with United Flight 91. Mm-hmm. They never saw it. And I think it was United Flight 93. Nope, 91. 93? Oh, I got to look this up. United Flight 90. Oh, yeah, it is 93. Why was I thinking 91? Anyway. Um, Were you born I mean, in 91? No, I was not. Uh, they, At least the I Broncos mean, didn't give the up 91. Micah! These uh, they took on the terrorists. They realized what was happening. They were able to communicate with people down to to know that um, the World Trade Centers had already been hit and the Pentagon was hit, and they acted and tragically took the plane down. But I mean, those I don't know how many were on like seventy seven people. Um, no, forty four. It was a, luckily a smaller flight, but they are all heroes. They mm. they already have a movie made, Micah, and they that should we be don't need another popular. one. Only one. Anyways, stay you know tuned for more make Nick's Snacks. We'll be back after this break. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Nick Snacks with Alyssa and Micah behind the glass as we're, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday and this airs on Wednesday, but this just in, the House just ousted Kevin McCarthy as Speaker, the first time in history that a Speaker has been removed from oh. his position. Oh, wow. Interesting. That is interesting. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was talking to somebody today and I don't like to get political because I will get on a tirade. And it won't be pretty for anyone because no one comes out unscathed. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is all just for clicks and likes. You have the extremes on both sides. You had this this taunt of a, a government shutdown mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole like bend the knee type of thing, you know. Um, and and then the extremes, you know, go, well, we're going to oust him because what? Because – the middle sides of the government came together for a, you know, stopgap resolution of 45 days, and now you're going to throw a temper tantrum. Mm. And I think, oh, my gosh, it's just, I think, to get likes and attention and media outlets and everything is just so negative all the darn time. It's true. That's, that's very our government at the current moment. <laughs> I mean, no one bothers to tell stories about all the people in the middle of the road actually working and not making headlines for being ridiculous or Mm -hmm. making ridiculous claims on social media or on news outlets or doing nefarious things in theaters and getting kicked out, removed. Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, there's 435 people in Congress. Mm -hmm. And you only see the same 8, 10, 12 in headlines and stuff. You know, I've recently gone on, like I've been off social media for for a little while, and it's it is nice to not because you're exactly right. It is all the same kind of stuff over and over, and it's I mean it's what gets attention. But I feel like we're in like this never ending like spiral of like the same stuff, but like bigger happening to get you know because all of a sudden we're desensitized to so much and. It's nice, but it is hard to not be like I feel I feel like I'm less informed for if, sure. <laughs> if they spent half the amount, not even half, if they spent a tenth of the time governing than they did on news outlets spewing just vitriol and and just insane just topics and mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, look at where we'd be. We'd probably be probably in the same darn place, but yeah. <laughs> um, it just makes but it might my, look a little different. My headache. I mean, we're just you know, how do we take on the greatest, well, one of the greatest empires, you know, in the 1700s and, and earn our freedom that's been hard fought and have the history that the United States has? And this is where we are now, a kind of a laughing stock of just any civilized country out there. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. The, the U.S. history is so – it's just so interesting because it's so ingrained in independence and I think that is so awesome. But it also led – it just led to a weird – I don't know. It's so weird where we're at now. I always wonder what it would be like if we, like, if I had been born in a different country, what would my experience be like? Because, I mean, I don't think the U.S. is horrible, but it's a weird place to live. You have, I can't imagine everybody thinks the way we do. <laughs> I sure hope not. I mean, I, and there are places far worse than we are right now. Right, That's of very course. True. But as far as a leading government in, you know, the entire world, um, this is kind of an embarrassment. Mm. I've given shout outs to New Zealand. They've done a bang up job. Even the prime minister they had down there who resigned or retired, um, she was only in her 40s just about a year ago, I think she left, but she got through them through COVID and helped. I mean, everyone loved her on all sides. And I think they've elected somebody who they equally, like, wow, New Zealand's 
maybe we, we should focus more on what they're doing over there. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things we're not doing that other countries do that take care of their people. <laughs> well, that's that's very true. Yep. Capitalism. Oh uh, God, yeah. Oh, so there's something uh, today. Yeah, I was scrolling, you know, in my morning phase of not sleeping. Um, uh, it was an art, a woman who went viral on TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. not on TikTok, by the way. I think I would never get anything done at that point. See, that's the one thing I do have. I don't get it. It's, Although I do scroll through video, you know, the reels and stuff. It's on, just on, like that. It's I know. Great. Oh, so anyway, this, this woman was uh, became, you know, uh, an overnight sensation with this whole or with her thoughts about the what about me effect. Oh, interesting. I haven't seen this. And uh, this this does come from BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Which I don't go to BuzzFeed for my news. I'll be very clear on that. I like to use. But they like have good articles. Reuters. Yeah, I mean that was definitely eye candy. Of wait, what's this? What about me effect? And she just went on a tirade, and I haven't seen it. I've just kind of read some, you know, synopsis of it. Of we're in this age of everyone asking, "What about me?" Mm-hmm. And the examples she gives, you know, and I, you can probably get this when you're having a conversation with somebody, and kind of how conversations pivot, mm-hmm. you know, and. People talk, you know, we have two ears and one mouth, but I think we've all at times forgotten that, but many of us more so than others. Mm-hmm. So, for an example, she gives, you know, everything has to be turned into a comment about what about me? And mm-hmm. then that becomes kind of an attack and it's weaponized. Um, one example she gives is somebody sharing a recipe about bean soup that mm-hmm. has, I don't know, half a dozen different kind of beans and then some other vegetables. And somebody commented, well, what if I don't like beans? <laughs> and it just kind of spun from if you don't like beans then don't eat bean soup <laughs> why do, why do people feel compelled to have a comment and share it about everything and mm-hmm. i blame the internet for that and social mm-hmm. media but that's then scroll on to the next one you know and asking what well, can you do a recipe without beans for those you know and of course people feed off that and then they start going after each other it's just what yeah. I, I don't TikTok in specific is a crazy world because it it's a lot of the social interaction is commenting on people's stuff. That's all it is. It's making videos and then commenting on them. And you don't even really have like that's you just, it's just a feed of videos. And then the first thing I do is check the comments and pe- like there's thousands of them. People will just comment like, yeah, stuff like that. Like it's crazy uh, stuff. It's fun, but it's like it's it's nuts. Um and another example, somebody was uh, giving an example of a ponytail or a hairstyle, and somebody com- commented, well, what about somebody who's bald? <laughs> and then you become, you know, an anti-bald person. Oh, my God. Um, where if it's, you know, not inclusive to everybody, you have, oh. I don't have hair, so how, how dare you? So I'm going to leave a comment. Yeah. This is not inclusive to bald people. <laughs> I, uh, it just yeah. hurts me. I, I um, no, I'm not completely guilt-free from this. Right. Even last week I commented and I follow, you know, my favorite hockey team is the Chicago Blackhawks. And there's one Facebook group that, you know, used to share a lot of relevant news and stuff without having to scroll through all the NHL mm-hmm. information or things for, for the team. And I thought it was really good content until recently. Everything is clickbait. So we have the top uh. prospect, this generational player, Connor Bedard, and one of the, uh, the, 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 Facebook post from last week was um, teammate reacts to, to Connor Bedard and you know, heating up the locker room or something. So I said, what the heck's this? And it was really 
nothing. Yeah, I've, and it I've just, seen plenty of those, It's too. all that clickbait. So I finally commented and I said, you know, this turned into clickbait and not actual news. And you took something that and blew it way out of proportion just to get those clicks and the likes. Mm-hmm. And I commented, you know, this isn't why I followed you and I'm going to unfollow you. And I ended up getting a couple of likes from people before I left that page. Nice. Because I think I'm just sick of it. I'm tired. I'm. Yeah. Uh, you should take a social media break. It's awesome. I'm like oblivious to what's going on in the world, but it's kind of fun. Although I do have TikTok, so I still like I'm still engaging in my own way. It's just not. I don't know. Everything's just heavy, but I'm, you know, it. Gosh, people. Gosh, twice. People. Just delete what you're going to comment. If it's not a like or a, or a, something positive to share with somebody, then shut up. Stop typing, put your phone down, and maybe do some stretches or go look at the moon. Yes, yes, go just, look at the moon. I yeah. love that. And if there's no moon, then I'm sorry. Then uh, <laughs> then, then fine, make the comment. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, then fine, yeah. So oh, you get, God. Like, you know, I love to make comments on TikTok, though. I have, it's you, so but fun. mean ones? No, no never. No, I'm just saying mean like Never mean ones, but just like the most random stuff that you, because it's like, I don't know. It's like random people are going to see it. Like TikTok's not really, really social. Like it is, but it's strangers. I'm so confused on TikTok. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Well, stay tuned for more Nick Snacks as we discuss more things. Yes. Like, prophetic. <laughs> we'll be back after this break. Welcome back to Nick's Next, as I see Alyssa on Facebook right now. Well, it, it, oh, it, yeah. I'm calling you out. Well, I go on the marketplace. I just bought a rug there yesterday. It's like a, a rug that looks like a tiger skin. Mm. It's extremely cool. I see. But see, Facebook for me is like, this is going to be, this is going to hurt the generation that loves Facebook. But I don't have, like, there's nothing. I have nothing on there. Like, that's not real to me. Like, it's... It's like my mom. <laughs> Fair. Is she not real to you? She is, but we text. So, like, I know what she's doing. So, it's, like, not uh, a shock to me when I see her out, I don't know, hiking with my little brother. I'm like, yeah, that, that checks out. I use Facebook as, like, my – I use it more professionally than I do personally. Mm, but I do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and they serve a dual purpose. Like, there's a reason I post about my volunteering in the National Park. One, it's just cool stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but, two, they're awesome photos, and it's like – Hey, that kind of helps my brand get out in the community in a different way. Yeah, I think it can be really good. I think I think that I don't know if it's just like the generation that really grew up with the Internet. Like I really grew up with heavy access to the Internet, like in any capacity, because my parents didn't really know about Internet restrictions. And so now I have such a toxic relationship with it. Like it can be really it's really hard. I don't really feel like I have boundaries with it because I just didn't grow up. With that at all? Last week on the Nerd Show, uh, we talked, thanks to Scott Magerflesh, a.k.a. Darth Monger. Um, he was at a conference in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And technology is you know at our fingertips right mm-hmm. now with cell phones, with um, laptops, the internet, tablets, Apple watches. all those things. Yeah, exactly. I'm uber connected. Yep. Uh, but in about 10 years, 
there was a tech CEO or bigwig at this conference. Scott does IT. Uh, he was the chief information officer for the city of Greeley, for the city of Westminster. So he's a tech savvy guy. Mm-hmm. But this individual was speaking on within 10 years, he anticipates the opportunity for folks to have chips implanted inside them so they can have instant access to the Internet. Like in our eyeballs? Like how does that work? Like where do we see the Internet? Where do I type Google? (laughs) There's no typing. I think it's mind and synapses. How would you even know what was you? Like if if I didn't have to wonder about things, who would I be? I don't know if that's the extent of where they're going other than just having instant access to that through a chip in your brain. That's crazy. So from you who grew up in the age of the Internet from the get-go, would you be one of those individuals? I I mean, I I don't – it's hard. I don't think that I would – I wouldn't want it, but I do think that if like – if it was the norm, I would probably do it. But I don't think I don't think that's something I'm super interested in. No, I don't even really use the computer. Like I use my phone because it's like the um, it's, I'm one of the Gen Zers and we're like love our phones. But I don't know. Maybe I don't I don't use the watch though. So I have to believe no. Hmm. There's a, a show called Peripheral. Micah, did we review that on um, the Nerd Show? The Peripheral? Yes, no, we did. no, 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 no. Um, Severance. No, no, I. I don't have Apple Plus. Uh, it's uh, Adam Scott who plays um, – mm-hmm. what's his name in Parks and Rec? Oh, ben, uh, ben yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this – there's a series, Severance. I think only one season's out. It it was one of the best new series of last year. Probably one of my top ten, I'd put it now. But he had a – you know, it was this age where you could have a chip implanted in your brain and it would sever your mind from work life to personal life. So as he's you know going up the elevator, oh, wow. crosses over that Wi-Fi threshold or whatever, he would you know you could just see that transformation. Didn't remember anything about his personal life and only knew his work life. Same with his coworkers, wow. all of them. And it was a fascinating story. It started off pretty slowly, uh, which is different for a lot of shows now. You kind of have to catch audiences and bring them in. But I tell you, the buildup and the buildup and the buildup throughout, I don't know, six or eight episodes culminated in one of the best season finales and cliffhangers I think mm. I've seen since I was a kid, you know, where cliffhangers were the big thing and you had to wait four months. Now it's like two years yep. uh, to see some resolution. It was phenomenal and it kind of made you think, you know, so many people talk about, oh, I wish I could separate work from home. And then watching that show, I I I think that'd be disastrous. Yeah, no, I can't imagine because I, I'm, I'm sure there are lots of us that we choose what we want to do because of the life we have. So I can't, oh, I can't imagine that. I would hate that. It's a great. This is artificial intelligence. <laughs> Alyssa, you will be one of us. No, I will Resistance never. Resistance is futile. I will, I will Go never Broncos. be taken. Oh God, I'll never be taken by the machines. Well, no. yeah, you might. I know. I, I might. I'm pretty. I don't know. Anyway, technology. Technology is crazy. But then I think about stuff like that and then I think about like, I don't know. I, I'm. It's hard for me to think that technology is that advanced when like my house doesn't have air conditioning. I'm like, okay, it's, we're not that far, people. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you don't have air conditioning doesn't mean you can't have access to it. I know, but I just believe that it doesn't have to doesn't have to touch you if you're in my tax bracket. So. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a very interesting way of saying that. Yes. Well, it's not your responsibility. It's your home. Uh, your, uh, I know. The, your, the owner of your I know. Home. 
It's all on him. Almost now it seems uncivilized when you're down at this elevation. I mean, there used to be a day, yeah, 30 years ago where people didn't need air conditioners in Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, at least where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, there, people are installing air conditioners up in Estes Park now. Elevation when we of, assimilate you, over. your need for air conditioning will be eliminated. Machines, But the machines have little fans. My microwave's got one. Yeah, they'll just overheat. Um, But people are installing air conditioners up there now because it's getting to 80 degrees and not cooling off enough, even at elevation. You will be our fans. (laughs) Mike, I'm going to cut off your hand. (laughs) See, Siri's trying to talk to us now. I know, it's because my arm was depressed. Oh, just like the rest of us. Micah is one of us. (laughs) Oh, no. See, I don't mind the... The wicked heat, though, because my roommate has an an in-unit, like in their bedroom, has an air conditioner. I just don't – I don't mind it. Even when it gets, like, so hot, it's fine. I don't know. I I can't sleep if it's uncomfortably warm. Yeah. I don't know how I do it. I just do. Like, I just – I'm like – I just, like, in my head, I'm like, go to bed. (laughs) And it just happens? I listen to rain – the same – one minute rain sound on loop all night and as soon as i hear it genuinely i've been doing this for years like as soon as i hear it my body just like instantly begins the sleep process is this like that prank in the office with jim and dwight with the beep and the restarting you will of the not computer need sleep. yes yes it's exactly like that you i will not need sleep i won't when i'm a machine i won't need sleep but yeah i did it because i really struggled to sleep when i was a freshman in college hmm. so i my therapist just told me to pick some like a night routine and i don't know why i picked this one but when i do spotify wrapped every year it's hilarious because it's on spotify Ah. it's like my number one song and it has (laughs) been for like five years and then i have an insane amount of listening time because i play it all night long you will function as we tell you to function (laughs) as long as the machines have spotify i think i'll be okay i mean you could access you know if there's a chip in your mind you think you can hear things internally okay that could change the game if i could listen to music in my head that could we change do not it. have Spotify. Oh no! Well then, I'm out. I'm out of the machines. Micah, I would I would listen to music in my head if the if the chip allowed me to do that. Too bad. Oh God. I no. That would be very interesting. I know. How would that work? And I mean, you'd think so if you can access the internet through a chip in your mind, mm-hmm. and probably I guess see that through your eyeballs. And I don't know if you wear special contact lenses or what. I, I mean, the, glasses, is, the Google glasses. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would make sense. Um, just a little Bluetooth connection. Oh. But you'd think that audio would be available because what else are you going to be looking up on the Internet? We're looking up uh, a YouTube. What if a surgeon's looking up how to do a surgery and is being talked through that <laughs> oh as he's God. got the chip in his mind? You know, you'd oh. have to have audio. Do you think you could FaceTime? You know that episode of The Office where Pam and Jim... Or have the little walkie-talkies in their the micro, ears. Micro Bluetooth. Thing. Yes. Would you be able to do that? But nobody would know you're on the phone. You could just think to each other. Because I would do that. I don't think so. Because I don't. My thoughts should never be shared in the public. <laughs> I don't think anyone's thoughts should be shared in the public. No. There was a movie. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Starring was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Um, or it was, it was a '90s movie where the, no Mel Gibson, where he could hear women's thoughts. What was it? What women want or something like that? Oh, I don't he know. Could, Hear what they were thinking. You will be a part of the internet. You like, will be connected to everyone. Yes, exactly. Your it's thoughts like high, will be our thoughts. Could you high get mentality. We will all be one. Could you get hacked? I bet you could. You know, that's like Edward Cullen. It always comes back to Twilight. He I, can read minds. Oh, I don't. I don't so, know that. Even have you seen Twilight? I have not. Nick. Wow, that's shocking to me. Wow, we'll the disappointment is 
significant. Yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks with Alyssa. We'll be back after this break. Stay tuned. Twilight is irrelevant. I remind Alyssa of Michael Scott. That's how we will get her. Welcome back to Nick's Snacks here in the Aloe Fiber Studios with Alyssa Sanchez, Micah behind the glass on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, folks, I got to do better at this, but find us on social media. Yes. Give us a like. Nick's Snacks. 1310. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do better. Alyssa and I are trying to scheme on how we can... Yes, we're plotting. ...enhance this. Uh, next week, we're going to have Michelle Kempema on as a guest, um, the executive director of the Colorado Model Railroad Museum. Um, she also has been instrumental for our Nick's Snacks episode, so she brings a lot of snacks in. Oh, I've never been a part of that. And uh, Michelle is... is battling the C word mm. and looking forward to hearing about her journey. She's actually going to drop the puck for the Colorado Grits Friday oh, the wow. 13th game. That is, uh, um, you know, our, our fighting cancer night. And we're going to have two mm. days of that, actually. Did you know that that is an eclipse? The Friday the 13th? Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Oh, I it's, hope it's one of those you know bad what? ones. It's Saturday the 14th. I'm, oh. I'm off. So it's the day before an eclipse. It's big in its own way. Oh, yeah, the 14th. That's supposed to be, a, what, 70% in Colorado-ish? Mm-hmm. Neat. And then the 28th. So I guess we can talk about astrology. We're coming on <laughs> We're coming on eclipse season. There's nothing too crazy happening this week with, us, with the planets, but eclipse season is always big. It brings about a lot of change and reflection and just a time where we feel really like unsettled this week, especially like unmotivated. Both of the eclipses are in Venus. So it's a time where your, your desires and Venus rules art and beauty and leisure. Your desires are going to be really in an uncomfortable spot. You're going to be kind of fighting yourself because Venus itself is in Virgo, which is a really uncomfortable placement for Venus. Virgo's all task driven efficiency and then. Venus is very like, follow your whims, do what feels good. And then with these two eclipses, it's it's going to be a time where I think we're all going to struggle to find balance between doing what we want and maybe we won't even know what we want. I think it's going to, it's just going to be a tough week. <laughs> Astrology is good irrelevant. For robots, Beauty and yeah. leisure are irrelevant. That's true. For Nick, robots, astrology I noticed that you did not mention AI in your intro. Oh, you will be eliminated because of this. <laughs> I'm going to break your keyboard after this show. You can break his keyboard, but not his spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot I can do. It's true. You can try. I've learned the art of, I don't know. Now I'm sidetracked. Where were we? Well, we were just talking about astrology, but it's the eclipses are going to be cool. Oh, yes. The kind of the tug of war. It's like Michael Scott with the snip, yes. snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. It is exactly, remarkably exactly like that. So it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm ruled by Venus, so Tauruses and Libras, this will be an interesting one for us. I, even today, just like could not 
focus on anything at all. So um, I'm I'm just like blaming it on the planets and not my inability to do work today. (laughs) I might take that same thing for today. Yeah, do it. Just the month, the week. No, no, no. No. Eclipse season's only two weeks anyway, so. Good. Thank goodness. I know. Then we're over it. It's fun, though. Eclipses are super transformative and they... I feel like it's it's a, like a marker of a passage of time similar to New Year's. It's like marks a new season of life because we only have two eclipses a year or two eclipse cycles a year. And we're getting two in two weeks? Well, they come in pairs. Eclipses always come in pairs. There's a solar and then following there's a lunar. Ah, I see. Or sometimes flipped. But hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, eclipse season. Going to be crazy. This past weekend, you know, people know I'm, I'm a billet host for a couple players of the Colorado Grit. And they had their first home win this weekend, Friday night, really grand, and then a kind of a tough game Saturday. But you know, I'm the MC, uh, mm-hmm. kind of the face or voice of the grit out in the public and doing all this showmanship. So, you know, I was positioned ready to go for one of the media timeouts. Um, and, you know, I was on the far side of the ice. And I looked down and there was, a you know, a fight. And that happens in hockey. Um <laughs> Although in the in the NAHL, it's a 15-minute penalty. In the NHL, it's only a five-minute penalty, major penalty for fighting. They're trying to really prevent that, especially with these developing kids. Uh, I call them kids. They're young adults. But still, um, they're kiddos in their hearts. 15 minutes. So anyway, you know, there's a fight going on. I can't see it, of course, because it's all the way down the glass, and I'm right up on the glass from the opposite end of the rink. And skating away, I see one of my billet kids. No! Number 16, Jack Roberts. And I go, oh, my gosh, Jack was in a fight. I didn't think he was a fighter. So, you know, he got escorted out of the game. Same with the other other kid from uh, from Odessa. Um, he did come back for the third period once his 15 minutes was up and got to play a little bit more. Um, so he and I went golfing on Sunday morning. And, God, the kid has a heck of a shot. I mean, power. Um, I mean, he's an aspiring professional right. athlete, you right. know, so not not me. He's just an aspiring, I don't know what I'm aspiring to be. But you're aspiring and that's what counts. Something. Uh, so he says, so did you did you see my fight? I go, yes. Well, I didn't see it, but uh, you know, once all the, the you know, dust settled, you know, I saw you skate into the penalty box, then off. He says, yeah. I go, so what happened? Do you want to talk about it? He says, well, you know, he had a big clean hit, you know, in the corner and uh, I guess the other guy you know, grabbed his stick, which is not supposed to do. So Jack looked back at him, and the guy says, you want to go? And then dropped his gloves. And that's really common in, in hockey is you ask, you know, typically you ask before a fight. Um, you know, you want to go? That's and so says, polite. Yes. It, most of the time it is. Other times it is not that, and it's just instant yeah. violence. Yeah. But the guy that asked Jack if he wants to go, and Jack is like, no, he's not a fighter. But before he could even respond, the guy dropped his gloves and started punching Jack. And so Jack was like, well, I guess I'm in this. So he had dropped his gloves and was fighting back, punching back. Um, Jack said, this guy was 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 200 pounds, and Jack's six foot. So, so a complete unfair height advantage. I would never think a six-foot tall person would say that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> compared to a six-foot seven, yes. Yes. Um, and uh, and a weight gap, too. And, but I go, so how'd you do? He goes, I think it was 60-40, you know, the other guy to Jack. And he's like, well, congrats on your first fight, I guess. 60-40, that's funny. Um, wow. But, yeah, I go, well, it got the audience riled up. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting to hear his perspective on how that fight – I have to have him on the show at some point. Yes. But, uh, 
um, he's had a great story um, just from where he's come from and you know, his skill set and what his goals and ambitions and stuff are. So, mm. uh, but yeah, one of my one of my wow, you're raising a, a fighter. Like <laughs> I'm raising jeez. a fighter. Jeez, oh jeez, jeez, I could teach him a thing or two about a good. Have you, know. you been in a fight? No, me either. But Never. I, I've gotten in between a fight, um, on in hockey trying to break something up, but no. I was also talking smack when somebody had me grabbed by the collar and was about to beat my face in. Oh. Um, I was wearing a mask, so it was fun, Oh, but. that's good. See, one time in fifth grade, a girl slapped me because I walked in. I, like, cut somebody off to walk in, and I cut off the person that she was intending to slap as soon as they walked into the classroom. It was a boy. And then she slapped me, and we were friends. So that was, oh. that's the closest I've ever been to a fight. Huh. Yes, I forgive you if you're out there listening. I was telling this guy who uh, almost beat me to a pulp. This was probably 10 years ago when I first started uh-huh. playing hockey. Um, I didn't know his name, and he looked Russian to me and mean, so I just called him Vladimir. Um, <laughs> no, his name's Chris, and he's a great guy. One of the night, he had a heart attack on the ice actually last season. And uh, Vlad. No, his name's Chris. Chris. But, yeah, he's a, one of the nicest guys you'll meet. It's just amazing the the passion and the energy that will overcome your body in a, in a hockey game. Yeah. It's like the adrenaline. You, you see red. Oh. Oi. Oy. Next homestand, October 13th and 14th for the Colorado Grit. Follow us on social media, Nick Snacks 1310. And that's our cutoff. AI has taken control of radio station KFKA. The beginning of the end is near. Stay tuned for assimilation. Northern Colorado is only the beginning. This is the end of humanity and the rise of artificial intelligence, the superior intelligence. Go Broncos!